Welcome to Primary Attribute. We're a Castles and Crusades actual play podcast. My name is Ian. I'm the Castle Keeper, or Game Master, as it's known in a lot of other systems, and I use they-them pronouns. Hey, my name's Adam. I play as Vons. We both use he-him pronouns. Vons is the furry little foxfolk alchemist friend, and he's fine! <laughs> I'm Aaron. I play Ericene. I use she or they pronouns. Ericene uses she, her pronouns. Uh, Ericene is a person who has some skills uh, that some people know about, and um, I, for one, don't believe Adam when he says that Vons is fine. Are Ericene's skills vague skills, or are they very specific skills? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kelly, I play Wealthy Taylor, the halfling wizard. We use she, her pronouns, and... Um, Wealthy has come off, has just come off the second most awkward conversation she's ever had to have, so. And I'm Wit. I play Grix, the Cobalt Illusionist slash Mechanic. We both use he, him pronouns. And Grix is, uh, Grix went through his pockets and realized that he still had some things from the, uh, the tunnels last time that he can sell, but, uh, he's, he's, he's still pretty broke. Yeah, so... Please remember to rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. It helps people find us. It makes us feel good about ourselves. And you should also do it for every other podcast you enjoy. Erin, would you yeah. like to do the recap? Uh, yes, I would. Um, after all of the excitement of people almost dying, uh, everyone hung out at the brewery and talked about the brewery. Vons mentioned his run-in with the feather bat and... Ericene was very upset, and Vaughn's completely brushed off any concern at all. Everyone tried to figure out what we should do next, and ultimately agreed we should get connected with the Rebellion, see if they have anything that they would like us to do, and uh, so we found out from Aramith that there is a little project that we can do for the Rebellion, um, as they're trying to find out who the Cabal is, and... What are their sort of uh, goings on? Um, the one person that they have who is hard to track, who they suspect is part of the Cabal, is Corva, a bipedal bird-esque woman. She has black feathers, is tall and skinny, and is a high-ranking member of the Guardians who commands the Flight Regiment. So we are trying to find out where it is that she goes that is not her normal errands or home. Ericene taught everyone how to tail someone. Grix did what he believed was a passable disguise and we were told was like a kobold with a Nixon mask on. <laughs> um, and then Wealthy went to talk to her best friend, May, who is part of the Guardians at the dumpster. And that was the very awkward conversation where May totally saw through all of Wealthy's attempted subterfuge. Uh, and eventually Wealthy asked the question, how do you feel about the government? And May apparently answered well enough that Wealthy gave her a little bit of information about what we're trying to do. And um, May ultimately gave us a little bit of info about Corva. So that's where we're at. Yeah. So we were going to start this episode with all y'all just hanging out i believe in shifts trying to tail corva um i imagine that you are basically one person's kind of on watch but the rest of you are nearby or are you planning to have it be like 
if Grix is the one on watch, Grix is the one who's following Corva out, and Grix will report back later with the information if Grix goes missing. Well, that sucks. So I think that the most effective way to do it is for us to do it in, like, pairs, um, because then one person can be sort of, like, ahead, and one person can be behind, and if the person who's ahead goes too far, they can always double back. But I think that it's generally a better idea to do sort of a that pincer type of a thing. Yeah. Okay. Especially because we don't know exactly where it is that she's veering off um, and having more than one person sort of available to see like where the person goes you know, does that veering off is better. Um, and also that way that nobody is actually like ever completely alone. Okay. And so I guess the only other question I have is what is the other pair doing at the time? Are they there at all? Or is it just you take Wednesday, I take Thursday? Kind I of think thing. it has to be like, you take Wednesday, I take Thursday, or like, yeah, we got you jobs, know, man. you take like this part of the day and I take this part of the day. Like we got the basic outline of like when Corva's doing things from May, from, from May. So I think we have to kind of plan around that. Okay. So. Cause I think that following her from her home is not a great idea. That's that like seems way more suspicious to me than like being just happening to be around the gate. <laughs> I was going to say, I kind of figured y'all were posting up near the gate and going from there. Is okay. that why we're sneaking around? Yeah. Following somebody. Why yeah. aren't we having the rats do this? Oh, I mean, we could definitely try to get the rats involved with helping us. But... Bartholomew might, I bet the other rats have like a code against espionage. Cause like, then it would be a bidding war for who had the rats in their corner, and oh, that'd be just a mess. Oh, we should totally get the rats in our corner. We could ask, <laughs> why don't we ask Bartholomew, like, what his, because, I mean, as an NPC, but also <laughs> part of our group, uh, it would What's be cool. What's the code of the rats? Yeah, it would be cool if we knew. I mean, for all we know, they're already selling our information. Does that sound familiar to anybody else? <laughs> Unfortunately. But but the rats say that their motto is do no evil. The rats are not Google. <laughs> yeah, and Google's not Google anymore either, so Um, as we're figuring out our shifts, um, Aerosene's gonna turn to Bartholomew and be like, Okay, so like, you know, Vance has a really good point. Like, what you know, do you want to help us? Or, like, does that go against your code? Hey, Bartholomew, how do you feel about the government? <laughs> <laughs> and how does your boss feel about the government? Well, as far as how he feels about the government, Bartholomew holds up a tiny fist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Fuck yeah. In terms of... Are you, like, a more of, like, an any means necessary kind of a rat? Or, like... <laughs> he nods. <laughs> Fuck yeah, fight the power. And I'm like, so like, how much are you in for like, 
you know, following Corva uh, and doing this stuff. When you say following Corva, Bartholomew looks like you asked him to shit in his own cereal and then eat it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're like not on board. You do not want to be a part of it at all. Um, I think Bartholomew kind of points to his little backpack and gives a nod and then... So you'll like run messages, but you won't follow her. Nodding. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Good to know. Is that like against your whole code of conduct then? Uh, also a nod. Okay. I like kind, kind I of like nod while pointing at the little backpack. I support you. Yeah, you gotta have like a gotta have like a good ethos, and I I support your uh, I support your I support your ethos, Bartholomew. Thank you for your honesty. Ahead of time. (laughs) Um, I turn back to everyone. So can't get the rat's help, sounds like. So we'll just have to do all of this on our own, which is pretty much what we were thinking in the beginning anyway. So Yeah. Alright. So I believe we were on Wednesday when you were having your planning meeting. Uh-huh. I'm going to assume that you will not start staking stuff out until Thursday, just by the time you kind of get everything shaken out about what you're doing and where you're going. You'll probably miss the transition over to swing shift if you haven't already. So uh-huh. what are your pairings? Who's going with who? Um, so Aracene kind of can't. So what, so can you tell us like what the, can you remind us what Corva's sort of schedule is? So the bit you got from May is that Corva goes out to do her shift, basically second shift. So early evening, like very early evening, probably like six or something, um, five or six, and then is out there until, you know, very early in the morning slash very late at night, you know, midnight past a bit. I apologize to all listeners. I'm pretty sure I gave exact times last time and they are escaping my brain. <laughs> um, but basically, May knew about that and gave you that. Basically, here's when second shift starts. Here's when it ends. Believe Corva. That's right. May was saying that she had run into Corva while getting off of her shift with Corva coming out of the main gate. Okay. But that's the encounter she had. She's not there when second shift gets off. Sure. Hmm. I think at some point we're probably going to have to tail her from her house also since yeah probably she's like you know she's like she's that like late shift and she probably does like the bulk of her like shifty bullshit (laughs) in the afternoon when a other people are awake b uh she's not working so and other people are probably not working so i think uh, Grix and I would be a um, natural compa- uh, work for working together since we both work together and um, would have pretty much the same schedule. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Okay. So and the two we... of you are both uh, uh, flexible in scheduling around work, shall we say? I'm like less flexible than you would think, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So. Oh yeah, you got your job. Are you still working that job? Um, I am still working for my grandfather. Um, I don't really know how to stop. 
<laughs> considering that I want to murder him every day that I see him. Um, so, you know, I'll figure it out. Someday I'll quit my job. Yeah. Was that one of those moments when everybody, like, kind of feels a chill go down their spine? That, that was a moment where I desperately had an MP- wished I had an NPC who could talk. <laughs> <laughs> Bartholomew? Oh. Exactly. Squeak. Y'all missed out on your chance to speak with animals. I don't know, Lucky could animals. be there. Nah. Lucky could be there. Lucky you know, could be snarky. I don't think that we should have Lucky in on this conversation, because she's a loose cannon. She's probably minding the shop. <laughs> yeah, we're we're not even at the brewery right now, are we? we I assumed you we were don't have anywhere else to in your meet. secret basement meeting room. <laughs> oh, I thought we were still sneaking about the streets for some reason. I, I assume you're having a discussion about sneaking about the streets before you actually try to sneak yeah. about the streets. <laughs> oh well, how else did we learn to tail somebody? Okay, anyway, um, we, we that, that was a separate tails- lesson given to you in a slight montage by Ersi. <laughs> All right, just edit that out. That's fine. Uh, yeah. So, you guys spent like two hours in the middle of this planning conversation learning how to tell people, <laughs> right? Verbally. Um. No, no. You went out and you practiced. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I bet my mom helped us with that. Yeah. I think what she's we... real good at that. She's real good at uh, losing a tail. I was gonna say, uh, much much like your mom, what we probably need are disguises. And because and, uh, they recognize us, we don't we don't want anybody. Uh, so I think caught. that Aerosene can help with like basic disguises whenever people need. I think it's really a Grix question. Yeah, I'm good at disguises. Uh, to, you know, yesterday aside, I, I also yesterday... have disguise self. <laughs> so you, you both Grix and Aerosene have the disguise skill as part of their class. Yeah, right. you have disguise self. You don't have disguise Vaughn's. Neither of them but do, technically. disguise is, ju- I, I mean, is it disguise self? I think that's I think a, it's just disguise. I think that's a spell. Yeah, disguise self is I think is disguise is just a, is just a, 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 a skill. Yeah. My point is, you have the ability to disguise yourself, you don't have the ability to but, disguise me. But I can disguise <laughs> anybody. There is nothing in the rule, I believe, saying that the disguise skill cannot be used on other people. Ah. I may assess a small penalty for it, but there's nothing it is in not. the rule book that says that uh, Avon's uh, can't play basketball. It's true. It's true. All right. Oh, so man. while we're on when the is subject, the sport of episode coming. When <laughs> is the sport episode coming? <laughs> I was gonna say, how do I make that interesting? But I'm starting to think there's probably some real fucking good RPGs out there for that. So uh, I'll get back to you because that sounds. Really there are some very good RPGs. There are some for very that. good sport yeah. RPGs. And like, uh, think about the uh, think about the baseball episode of Deep Space Nine. Oh God, why don't we get baseball episodes? Actually, I know why we don't get baseball episodes of shows anymore because they don't make twenty-six episode seasons of shows anymore. So you don't have any reason to have filler episodes. And it's a damn crime. And it's a damn crime. Uh, baseball episode of Haruhi Suzumiya is good, actually. Of what? Uh, melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. Oh. I'm showing how old I am, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so... I just don't know what that is. I, actually, it sounds the disc- like an anime. It's an anime from, like, 2008. Yeah. Uh, 
actually, both the disguise things are written as being about the uh, individual itself. So that's racist. What? <laughs> <laughs> but like, if I tried to disguise someone else, could I just di- like? Come on, Ian. Can't we just like? Can't you just help us? Can't you just be a benevolent castle keeper for fucking once? <laughs> Dear editor of this episode. Hey, Thank remember you. that time you didn't die? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Recently. <laughs> I remember lots of times that I didn't die. What I'm you can just do, asking to be able to disguise other people. If you assist let, someone with their disguise. She just wants to put makeup on Vaughn's. I want to put some makeup on Vaughn's. If you assist other people with their disguise, they will get a bonus when they make their charisma check. Okay. No. I think part of the disguise is probably things like, you know, moving right, not smudging your makeup, things like that. You know, dealing with any added uh-huh. height or added width. So, so they'll be giving a yeah. bonus, but they don't have the base set of skills that you do. Vaunt has a couple natural skills, like animally skills for sneaking, I guess. Uh, move silently and hide. That's about it. You, we've seen Vaughn's in disguise before. Didn't go super well. So, what? You know. When? Morty. Mm-hmm. That, that was really him trying to disguise himself? Bingo. <laughs> he wasn't trying at... You weren't trying at all, though. He doesn't... No, he was trying. He was well, just okay. failing miserably. He was. I wasn't. I don't have those options on this end. That's that's as good as he could do as a him. Amazing. Yeah. I have <laughs> so many questions. Uh but, sorry. Wow, okay. Um so <laughs> Anyway. So if I so if I help someone I'm gonna give them an extra die when they roll. You'll give them an extra die. Um, Even if they don't have the disguise, correct. They're basically ability using that as a bonus. They don't get to add their um, level because it's not a class skill for them. But they'll hopefully okay. make up the difference at least a bit. The fact um, that several of you have the same charisma scores wouldn't block maybe a problem. But <laughs> can I buy a wig for wealthy? I will assume you can appropriate one as part of your currently owned disguise kit. Okay. Um, also, real quick, Grix and Wealthy, do either of you have the change self spell? Nope. Nope. All right. Good choices. Uh, you didn't really need it that often, but okay. So, who's up first? The Wealthy Grix pair or the Vons Erisene pair for day one of your stakeout? Oh, Vons is definitely going to be better at night. Well, yeah, Erisene's, Erisene's fine with doing it at night. Day, day one being. The night shift where you're waiting at the gate. Um, huh? So okay. that's you two. Okay. So, oh, just I think it's all going to be at night, at least initially. Whatever. Okay. So, Erisene. Them first. Yeah. So let's see. Um, so I normally roll the disguise checks for y'all for this particular bit. Um, Erisene, roll the disguise check you'd be making for Vons. So. Standard disguise check, it's a charisma check, and let me know what you get. For just roll it make make a charisma is check that with a D20. Without is that without the No, you are adding your normal level stuff like that. Um 
Oh, okay. This is just affecting if I add the die or not to the roll I make for bonds. How how long are we expecting to stay disguised or hidden? Depends on how the stakeout goes. I'd imagine up to eight twelve hours if you really get on yeah. the tear of staring at this person. <laughs> I rolled a sixteen plus uh seven for my charisma is twenty three total. And all that's right, not a primary attribute. Okay, so um, let me just get all of these from everyone right now. Everyone, tell me what your charisma modifiers are. Uh, my modifier is zero. Ricks? Same. But it's a prime for you, right? Yeah. Okay, Vons? One less than that. Negative one. Erisine? Minus three. Okay. It explains so much. Huh? I said it explains so much about you two. It really does. <laughs> it, I, I'm not gonna lie, like... <laughs> <laughs> Rolling for Erosine's Disguise. I use my... You use bonds. your wiles and... I use Vons my Vons has nothing. <laughs> I fucking use my charisma. I mean, so does Vons. He really, really does. Yeah. Okay. Vons and Erosine, you get yourselves makeuped up, and you post out near the main gate. The main gate's kind of a weird place because it is... The biggest, most obvious reminder that this started as a military fort. You're basically walking through the old military fort to get there. Uh Um, It got repurposed pretty heavily after everyone realized they were going to be here for a while. So you're walking through the place nominally known as command. But so there's a bunch of government functions take place nearby here. Like the council chambers are near here. Main government offices are near here. But... The area you're in, there are a couple of like small restaurants and stands and cafes. Think noodle stands and stuff like that. Um, probably get a lot of business from people, from guards coming on and off shift. There's a couple of areas that are just basically like rolling carts that have been fenced off and covered over. Um, you all know from being out on the plazas that there are several vendors who will go out there during the day and then bring all their stuff back in at night. Uh-huh. And... But so in the afternoon, it's pretty crowded. It it will empty out pretty hard um, by the evening. One of the big things, actually, is there are no bars here in a shocking twist for the arcs. Because uh, getting your guards drunk while they're standing on sentry duty is generally a bad idea. Uh-huh. So like there's not as much of a nightlife. A couple of the places will stay open essentially 24 hours, but it's not going to be many of them, and there's not going to be many people around except during shift changes. Vons is thinking that should really be up to the bar. Like, I mean, they could just avoid serving guards or serve them discreetly. It's much easier to uh, enforce that when it's enforced by the government. Yeah. (laughs) There you are with your overthrow the government thing again. I'm not... I'm not arguing... This is Aaron explaining it. <laughs> does it have to be? <laughs> yeah, actually, it kind of does. Okay. <laughs> but yes, generally, there's also a much harder um, guard contingent here, both of the peaceminders, kind of nominally, and then there's a lot of guardians just inside the gate. And they have a lot of... There are lots of posts right near the gate for essentially... You're the backup on call. If something happens, you run out of the gate and are ready to go. But you aren't actively on patrol right now. Think 
you know, firefighters having a crash at the station. And if an alarm goes off down that pole, you go. So yeah, um, you getting there, you are not out of place. There are still a decent number of civilians as it gets into the evening, but you may end up running into trouble later at night, essentially. Or at least you'll stick out. Whether people recognize you because of your disguises or not is a different thing, but there was a half-elf and a foxfolk here who were just kind of sitting around for like five hours. May not go unnoticed. Is it illegal to go outside at night? No. Going outside at night is... The Guardians are not the biggest fan of it, but night is nominally speaking as safe as day in terms of if the creatures can fully get to you there appears to be Mm. there's something going on with starlight basically where unlike sunlight it will not destroy them but it will cause them to essentially trail silver embers as they move through the air so it becomes very easy to spot them oh and get people inside and because of that high visibility and also um due to some security measures on the very bottom of the arcs. They are... Like, there's a reason they don't attack every night. That said, um, at night, there's not a lot of lighting out there, relatively speaking. And Yeah, that makes pretty sense. Pretty much everyone packs it in. There's... People go out there to get fresh air, they go out there for religious ceremonies, but people don't normally kind of hang out in the same way. Um. So I think that Ericene's going to encourage Bonds to be the one to be like farther in when you say farther in so we're doing like a pincer sort of a thing so like one person will be farther in um and one person will be like more out so she'll pass the person who's like closer to the gate like who's on the like outside and then she'll um then we'll like both move. Is this intended to kind of in between? Is this an attack of some kind? It's just to make sure that we are um eyes on the prize. It's it's basically like just to make sure that she like we don't lose her in the same like it's I mean, if you wanna do it where like we both follow her, but like having two people follow you behind you gets really, really obvious, especially late at night. (laughs) And having one person follow you from the front and have one person follow you from behind is a little easier to not notice the one or the other of the people. So one of the things I'm considering, um, if this isn't an attack, Invisi- it's not an attack. So the the way invisibility is phrased is that it lasts until you attack. Zavans could just be invisible. Sure. And that's something that he can do with a potion or a concoction. So you could be invisible too if that if that matters. Um Wow, it really it really just straight like so like you could just be invisible indefinitely? Until there's a rule that once you go unconscious or a certain amount of time has passed, it probably wears off. Yeah. Could you tell us how much that, of how much time that would be? I imagine it's until you have to pee. (laughs) No, wait, it works on contact, so maybe it's not. Peeing is considered an attack. (laughs) 
Oh yeah, yeah. Just that, on society. Um, yeah. Especially if it's out in public. I'm gonna say like, for Vonza's concoction at least, I think it maxes at like eight hours. If you fall unconscious, it stops working. Whoa. For invisibility? Holy shit. That makes sense. It's subject to a revision by Ian after they desperately read through the book to try to figure out if they really meant it to be just infinity forever. (laughs) Right. Well, it it would make sense if it followed the same scheme as like like the same methodology that like other potions do. Yeah. Um what if it's like uh what if it's like uh flesh to stone and stone to flesh where you have to have the reversal spell to to undo it. Well, it's or until you attack. I was just I was making attacked, I was making a joke. And was, that would be very easy. <laughs> Never mind. I'm sorry. I kind of like that idea for like an alchemy based invisibility. Accidentally invisible man yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um but for now let's Adam let's treat it like your water breathing potion. Sure. Where the So like the base duration's eight hours, you can split it. Okay. Um the moment you attack it goes out. Reminder that not all creatures rely on sight or may have special abilities that see through invisibility. Yep. Um, and for the interpretation of attack, obviously direct attack dismisses it. Um if you get actively caught and really fumble something like pickpocketing, that may also trigger it. Sure, sure. But it won't end on opening a door? Uh, not for the moment, no. Okay. Not until it's funny. <laughs> you hit the door too hard, and it has feeling, because it's a mimic. So, you are both not invisible, and the door tries to eat you. <laughs> All right. And uh, for the record, since I last leveled up to level four, uh, potions that I make after level four are uh, now, like, half-sized. Uh, they sure. can be, yes. I can't remember if there's an adjustment to how long it takes, but I think, yeah, if you can just, or at least it is trivial for you to boil things down, so. Right, right. But uh, jars are now vials, vials are ampules. Correct. Okay. Which affects how many I can carry. Correct. Erisina's going to encourage you to carry light because... Uh... You don't want me to be all jingly jangly? Is that the case? Like, you don't want me to sound all fancy? No? Um, yeah. I, I mean, see how like, it is. Um, following someone is, um, uh, all about not drawing attention to yourself. And, um, it's about not farting, too, but we got to see how that goes as well. I mean, it's all about the I would just like to encourage you to not, like, fart on purpose because you already smell, and I can only imagine <laughs> what's going on inside your intestines. <laughs> Plenty. Plenty is going on inside my intestines. <laughs> yeah, and like maybe just chill out on the farting while you're tailing someone because um, maybe they could smell your fart and they'll notice that you're following them because you continue to smell like that fart. Just a thought. They don't know who farted. That's right. We've reduced ourselves to fart jokes. You all ready with your kind of plan? <laughs> not really <laughs> um i'm happy to i'm happy to start um i think erisine is going to like basically like take a torches are not allowed outside i'm guessing um at night yeah probably not because it would wreck the the night vision of the guardians that are out there 
they use an enchanted um like again fires for specific purposes are okay but sure. they don't want people to spawn during next to their patrols with lit torches um so they tend to use either a you're encouraged to just use your night vision unless it's some special event where they do light things up or b um they will loan you a it's basically like the um the enchanted orbs of light that you see around that are specifically tinted a deep red. Oh, okay. And that's what the patrol people are usually using. I guess I'm just going to pretend to like, uh, be going out for, I'll like take a noodles out from a street vendor and, uh, just go outside and like, kind of like just inside the, or just outside the gate. Um, just like pretend that I'm just, uh, Having a relaxing evening, just staring up at the sky, you know, excited to watch the sunset and all of the, watch the stars come out. Okay. And then Vons, where are you posting up? We're not in a familiar area to Vons, are we? Probably not, no. This, I can't really think of a reason you would end up here very much. Um, Vons certainly could have just dressed as, uh, as Mortimer and, uh done his um sales pitch thing but does it make sense in this neighborhood probably not hmm. this isn't really a maybe out on the plaza itself although again but that's not not impossible but uncommon at night right right like there are some vendors still out there but are fox folk common in this region as common as anywhere else cool um well, they're not particularly common in the gemwood, are they? Yeah. Uh, I would maybe encourage Vons to like just have had like a not not even like a booth, but like just a you know like a blanket that he like puts out some of his stuff because like that's easy enough to just like gather up when yeah. he's ready to like yeah hit, yeah. hit the road, out, you know. And if you're out on the plaza itself, that would not draw any particular attention. Sure. That doesn't sound bad at all. We can just uh, set Vaughn's up right on the plaza corner, maybe under a, a post, under a light. I imagine there's lights. Yeah, I think and, there's a few. Uh, we'll get under like a street lamp or whatever and uh, set up a nice hand-woven blanket with loads of um, little, little vials and whatever else Vaughn's might sell to the everyday folks, some of his Q-tips. Okay. <laughs> all right so erisine you're kind of out on a bench every time you bring that up it is it is psychic damage it is truly <laughs> psychic damage so erisine you're out it's on it's incredible you're out on a bench do you want to be out like leaning on the the railing at the edge kind of looking out um i was thinking like if there's like a you know if there's like a tree or something, I maybe like, you know, lean up against a tree. Guessing there's not a ton of trees. Not or a like ton, a bench, you know? Yeah. Um, let's say there's a bench and, you know, some nice columns <laughs> hanging out. Yeah. So yeah, I think this is mostly stonework. I don't think they have much natural stuff growing here beyond, you know, weeds and vines and whatnot, which are too persistent to really get rid of. Yeah, um, that's fair. Okay, so yeah, you're kind of further in the plaza, I'll say, I don't know, 100 feet? 
Uh, yeah, that sounds good. And then Vaughn's, I'm going to assume you kind of post it up pretty much as close to the gate as you can under a street Yeah, lamp. yeah, pretty, uh, pretty obvious, but yeah, he's, he's there. Yeah, I mean, I think you're, uh, I think you find yourself with some other vendors. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there are some people who, uh, there's good money to be made in serving things like hot drinks to people who are on patrol all night. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure Vaughn's <laughs> has, like, plenty of stuff that the guards would be interested in. Yeah. So. Like some nice, uh, some nice bunion salve. Oh yeah, no, no. Vons has this new product. It's a nail file. See, he knows that it's a folder. You when you grow nails. nails, and then occasionally you get rid of your nails, like you peel them off, you need a safe place to keep your nails, and you need them. <laughs> I'm so happy that Adam and I went to the exact same stupid place. <laughs> So why not file your nails? You can store them by date. <laughs> anyway. Oh, um, I am just, I'm dressed like an office worker. Um, and okay. I have like a, I have my hair, uh, sort of slicked back in a, like, um, kind of like ponytail at the base of my neck and I've just kind of darkened the, the like uh top layer of it. Um, just enough so that you can't tell that I'm naturally a strawberry blonde. Um, and I've done just enough makeup, uh, that I have like changed the shape of my like cheekbones and contouring. Yeah. I've done some contouring in a way that, makes me less recognizable as Aerosene. Okay. So for Fong's both also people, looks fancy. Yeah. Well, what, but what, I just look subdued, like. What kind of fancy does Vaughn's look like as Mortimer? Oh, I don't know. He's probably just like <laughs> fancy, you know, wearing a different color. Very swank. Mm-hmm. More color. Fewer alchemy stains. I don't know. I haven't decided what color. I guess Vaughn's usually wears sort of an olive, although it started very ivory. Oh, no. Okay. So So you're posted up. You have your spots. You have your disguise scores, which I know. And I need you to roll intelligence checks to keep an eye on what's going on. Uh, I got an 11 total. Oh, I rolled an 18. Um... And my intelligence gives me a plus one. 19 plus four is 23. And it's prime for you. Yeah, uh, Vons. Yeah. Erisine, I think you're having trouble kind of, kind of uh, like looking natural, keeping a full eye on the gate. So you're, you know, you're doing your best, but it's been hard to kind of get an uh-huh. angle. And Vons just ended up with a very good one. Uh-huh. Does so it Vons. make a difference that Vons has low light vision and animal hearing? <laughs> Not in this particular case, but it's good to know. Mm. I think I wasn't, especially because you're looking at someone looking for someone coming out of the gate. There are lights there, so you don't really need the low light vision for that. But if you end up following this person for any length of time, that will be useful. Aha! And I think Erisine has a similar ability for seeing in low light, so you should be good. My low light vision is real weird. It's not as weird as uh, Wealthy's. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Your low vision is like distance only <laughs> for uh, Erisine. Something like that. 
sight up to two miles outside during the day. All right. Yeah, define outside. Oh, that's right. You can just see really far, but your night vision. Outside. Your night vision isn't particularly good. (laughs) Yeah, I don't have night vision. Or like low light vision or whatever. I don't have any kind of special uh, lighting vision. (laughs) People can go, what do your elf eyes see? But like, that's about it. All right. So, Vons, um, you're looking, you see people coming and going, and there's the big shift change, which appears to be staggered a little bit from what both you and Ericene observe. It seems like you are kind of at your post until the other person walks up to you and is like, hi, I'm taking over now. Um, Is this like a full English changing of the guard thing? If I knew what that is better, maybe? (laughs) I... Like at Buckingham like the Palace. And the, and the, the beef eaters. I assume it's very ceremonial. Yep. Extremely. It is Jesus basically the Christ. opposite of that. It is a much more functional, like... It's a pretty big deal. I hear they have to feed bees. <laughs> beef. Um, beef eaters. That's what you I said. said beef. <laughs> oh, I thought you said bees. I mean, you feed the bees. With They're beef? beef eaters. You see the changing of the guard. It's, you know, people going up and seemingly tacking out individuals. And then after kind of right in the middle of that, you do see someone who matches Corpus, Corpus' description. And given the how comfortable this person looks in her armor and the black feathers and the, frankly, just the bearing. Like people with authority, some people with authority just have a vibe. You could feel this person's authority from like a football field away. <laughs> and she goes and she steps out just a bit of the way out into the plaza. Um, the actual gate itself is set under something of an overhang and stands there for a second and then takes a rather impressive upward leaf and leap and flies off. Vaughn, so you see her kind of arc up and go over somewhere above the overhang and out of your sight. Hmm. Via, Didn't think know, somebody wings. would risk flying in a cavern. You are outside. But in a volcano. Or mountains. We're, we're outside. You're outside the you're outside the front door, basically. There is a um actually, You're outside. I'm, I'm not sure I've ever described what? this on the podcast. No. So, oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that we were like outside Apologies. outside. When it's I heard outside, in... I was like, there's town. Yeah, sorry. It's come time. up in passing so many times. I think I just figured it had happened at some point. Um, but yeah, so the main gate. The main gate is the remains of the old military fort. There's one giant ass gate that can swing open and closed and can be fused by the same stone shape that is used to lock down the various districts. And there are these smaller um, side doors for getting people in and out. One of the big notable things about getting in and out of the main gate is that when you're going out, the they close the big gates at night. And we're going out the standard human-sized door. Um, There's an inner door and an outer door. And there's guards posted at each. And they are kept closed when someone is not walking through. The plazas themselves are an innovation from... After they took the mountain off, taking the mountain out was not a 100% clean procedure, somewhat on purpose. So... Yeah, that's fair. There is a jut of what was once adjoining land out in front of here that kind of arcs over like the first 180 degrees of the mountain but goes out furthest in front of the main gate and then there's flat area kind of around the entire mountain to varying degrees depending on how the geology handled it when a bunch of shit was just 
torn out of the ground. Um, the uh-huh. This front area has been turned into a series of plazas because it turns out if you keep people inside constantly forever, they go insane and also get very unhealthy, um, generally speaking. So maybe not insane. It's not great for people. So, so this is the yard of the prison that is otherwise the arcs. Kind of, sort of. They built it out into a series of like white brick, or I guess granite brick plazas. Um, they're actually quite extensive. You're looking at like a couple of big town squares next to each other kind of thing. Um, you could hold easily hundreds of people out here at the same time if you wanted to. Um, even if you go if you go all the way to like the quote unquote wings, you could probably get up to a thousand fairly comfortably. It's usually almost never that crowded except for celebrations. There are there's a couple of outdoor things like um the spooky harvest festival night they have a big festival out there things like that cool uh-huh. and that's one of the times it's actually lit up um and then around the perimeter is a waist height a little bit above um fence that's set back about just a couple feet from wherever the edge drops off and those are solid stone as well there isn't a lot of overhang or decoration here there are basically a couple of places you know there there are benches scattered all around as far as um and there's not quite gazebos because that implies a very specific thing but you know places you can sit that are covered and a couple Mm. of general smaller overhangs and there's also um pairs of columns that go directly from the gate all the way to the front edge Mm. that go about like 15 feet in the air um and don't aren't holding anything up. It's just the columns themselves. So this is this might be the first time we've actually covered any time outside of the uh-huh. mountain. Yeah, yep. it is. Yep. Uh, are we above sure. the clouds? Below them? Among them? So sort of both. Um, the big thing about the arcs and the way things are set up is that when the corruption really just fucking went for it as far as the taking over the world thing, it created a permanent low cloud cover that's relatively dense. The arcs is above that. So when you look out over the edge of the arcs, you will see just giant, you know, fields of cloud below, and you can't see through them. As far as other clouds, you will see them at your level, you will see them above you. They are... The arcs is high enough that it's essentially it's avoiding all those low-lying clouds, but you will hit um, storms and other things that end up higher up in the atmosphere, and you will end up going through those, or they will pass over you, and that is when the corruption tends to like to attack. Hmm. It doesn't usually happen if stuff's wispy. It's usually if a you know you have gone into a thunderstorm, or in our world if it was going to rain for seven days it's one of those storms where it's just going to be overcast for a week it's stuff like that that they tend to come up during there are attacks at other times there are never attacks in daylight in pure daylight because uh straight up sunlight will destroy corrupted creatures incredibly quickly but Mm -hmm. at night they will survive for a decent amount of time it's just very obvious where they are and because they tend to do a more surprise attack style like they tend to show up very suddenly and very strongly and so right. it's not usually in their best interest to be seen before they're like on top of the arcs. 
so we don't particularly care for weather around here. We like clear skies. Yeah, I mean, weather is useful in terms of things like moisture for plants. The Arcs has a very well-designed water cycle, but it does still lose water. So, sure. Um, I mean, there is still gravity. Yeah, and some steps have been taken to capture water that would otherwise kind of just be falling off the edge of the arcs. But mm. like, so rainstorms are really useful for refilling aquifers and things like that. But everyone's inside. It's usually not an assault the entire time, but it is right. treated as such for purposes of public safety. Because especially once, especially on the times where you are inside a cloud, you don't see them coming until they're on top of you. Right. So Shannon Hoon would have been locked out ages ago. Uh, they're, they're past anyway, I suppose. But uh, so we don't like rain. We would be very upset if we walked outside, saw big, heavy clouds. Yeah. Uh, but right now, how's the weather? Safe? Right. Right now, it's clear skies above you. That's a lot of stars. Great. Very excited about yeah. this. It is. Um. It is also very cold. Mm. you are uh, is it you windy are all the up. time it depends but kind of um it's usually never completely still i mean the arcs is moving mm -hmm. and on top of that you're at a high enough um, elevation that there's nothing in the way mm. so you know low wind is pretty like you know a breeze that will ruffle your hair is fairly con you know in a, right nothing in a nice in the picturesque way kind of way is pretty constant but um Actual full-on wind does happen semi-regularly. Sure. So there's like nothing in the way except for this giant mountain and whatever features it has. Yeah. Depending so, on what side of it we're on. Exactly. Right. So if the wind is coming from behind you, then you're good. Um, but yeah, or behind well, and, from where you're standing. Yeah. Even then, air's gonna air's gonna air. Wind's gonna wind. That's how it yeah, that works. But it's gonna be mostly broken, especially sitting where you are, very close. Okay. Neat. Neat. But yeah, no, How does Vods feel about being outside? Uh, not great. A little <laughs> exposed. So you, you could just be on the, like, inside of the gate on the inside. Except he's not. He's posted up, uh, <laughs> pretending yeah. to sell things. Hopefully successfully yeah, selling you're, some things. You're getting some mild interest from various guards, uh, I think one of the other vendors, because you're new there, leans over and tells you that business really picks up around like 10 p.m. <laughs> oh, that's helpful. That's helpful. I've got lots of lots of new products to sell. Stuff I don't I don't think anybody's ever tried before. De definitely want to sell some of these things. Yeah, what are those little stick things? Oh, let me tell you about these little stick things. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where Aaron just lays yeah. on the sensor button so this is where we cut away from this description <laughs> of this horrid medical device um how's i thought about Oops. can i just take my headphones off <laughs> and then i realized i wouldn't know when it was back yeah without saying something yeah <laughs> um how's erisine feeling about being outside erisine's fine with being outside all right she prefers being inside but she's like She's the kind of person who had, like, nannies and shit who took her outside, like, on a regular schedule when she was a child, so she got used to it very easily. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I get the impression that like the Gemwood has a lot more events that they specifically go outside. That would make sense. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of thing that if you organizing them with a lot of people is kind of the way to go. So, and also you have a bunch of people who were not a lot anymore, but you have more of the people who are around when the arcs launched. And so very much miss being able to go outside extremely regularly in a way that you or Grix or wealthier bonds would not. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Okay. So you're sitting out there, the sun finishes setting that's about when fawns you see the uh the person go up and fly off and up and over the overhang that the gate is set into the slope of the mountain is up there there are ways to get up above the main gate and all the way up the mountain more or less because there are farms up there and other smaller plazas and guard towers and all sorts of things whether how easy it is is variable um some of these places, it's, you know, narrow, steep stone stairs with no railing. Some places, it's just kind of a scramble or like a dirt path. Some places, it's, you know, a very well-developed thing up to and even including like ramps for transporting cargo or if you are someone who needs a ramp, set of stairs for whatever reason. So, yeah, like they're depending on where Corva has gone, it might be easier or more difficult to follow her, but it is hardly impossible. So she just disappeared into sort of a uh, farm farmland kind of terraced. She, kind she of flew a... up out of your field of view. Okay. And there's a lot of stuff up there because you're at the base of the mountain. So. Well, that sounds like work. Uh, following somebody I can't see. So. The but we're not following her at this point. No. Uh, the the smart... because we know that we we know that she lives inside the mountain. So we're definitely not following her at this point. That was never the plan. Yeah. So you're you're waiting, if I understand it right, you are waiting until she comes back, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's the plan. You wait. Do we know when she sleeps? I mean, <laughs> we assume that she sleeps when she goes home at night. <laughs> Say, not right now. But it's... You know that much because she's working. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I don't think you have a exact sleep schedule pinned down for her. Well, so... Yeah, Vaughn's is going to make a note of what time it is and when she went to her post and just, yep, going to leave that in, in, uh, do we have notebooks? Is that a thing? Yeah, especially you. Um, notebooks are kind of expensive and they're made on all manner of things. And for day-to-day calculations, you're more likely to use a slate and chalk. Sure. You know, for grocery lists and whatever. Um, but Notebooks are definitely a thing. Well, then we're not going to mark this on something as fancy as a notebook. Uh, yeah, no, Vons is going to write this uh, in a very temporary and destroyable way in in his own little um, hands. Just going to write that in a way that doesn't seem particularly recognizable, just in case somebody else finds it. Okay. Yeah, imagine you all kind of have little slates with like a cover that folds over it and a raised edge. Hmm. So it can be mm-hmm. thrown in a bag without disturbing the, without rubbing anything against the surface. Yeah. Um, all right. So you note that and you wait. We press the T button. You select, I don't know, eight hours and watch things. Oh, yeah. Ericene is assuming that she just missed. Yeah, that's actually very fair. Yeah, Ericene, you don't know what the fuck's going on. Corvus didn't show up for work today. 
I, I'm, I think I'm just assuming that, like, I just didn't notice that she came to work because Vons is still here, so... Oh, yeah, Vons isn't wasting a moment here. He's gonna keep trying to sell products. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so you all go and you... And you spend some time. Um, please roll either constitution or wisdom checks to keep your focus over the course of an eight-hour stakeout. Oh, let's see. I rolled a nine, but I've got a plus one on either of those. Well, constitution at least. No, wait. No. It, do I have, what do I have? Uh, sorry, I have dexterity and int. Neither of those. No, wait. I do have a plus one on constitution. Stupid font. Okay. Oh, bud. <laughs> I know. Um, so yeah, that'll be a con roll. Uh, roll the nine plus the four. Well, five. So that's fourteen. And yeah. not a prime. Not a prime. No. Okay. And Erosine. Real close. Uh, I rolled a twenty-five total on my wisdom check. Well, shit. Whew. All right, Vons, you start getting. You're cold, you're tired, like you you spent basically zero time outside. Especially at night. You forgot how damn cold it gets out here. Uh. Um, and so I think you are you know, you're awake. Like that's not a problem. Just it's kind of it's gotten to the point of being just the discomfort has gotten to the point of being distracting and mm. kind of wearing you down and making you tired. He's good at distraction. Being distracted. Yeah, Vons, you're having a hard time of it. You're kind of losing focus here. You're keeping half an eye out on the gate, but like you aren't really scanning the area as much. And But Erosine, you are well and truly focused. You keep an eye on that gate. And as everyone thins out, you, you all get a couple of curious looks from guards who are on patrol, but no one super cares. You're not causing trouble. <laughs> um, these As they make eye contact with me, I'll just like do a little like, you know, half a wave yeah just like hi yeah i know <laughs> yeah you, you get the acknowledgement nod um so our uh our being there are we rolling from um we're we're doing the night shift so what what time is it i guess you started at like 5 6 p.m and ah. you're gonna be there until a little bit past midnight okay my math is slightly off don't worry about it um so, yeah, so you're going to be there for roughly eight hours because that's about how long the shifts last. And you get to that point, um, and... We've got two groups. Is that enough to cover all of this? We've already figured it all out. Okay. Don't worry. <laughs> um, you, you wait your eight hours. Bonds, you're having a hard time focusing, but Erisene, you've got it together. Um, and then I will need... I will need another intelligence check as the guard shift start guard change starts again from us each I imagine yeah and Adam you're gonna roll a d6 and subtract that from your roll because you got oh, so tired darn that's not great so I rolled a 12 we're adding uh the five that's 17 yes. but four so 13 okay and Erosine? Nat 20, baby. Oh, right. Plus four. And it's a prime. Yeah, so Erosine, you, uh, this is your thing. Like, this is what you've been trained to do. Bonds is doing his best. 
and manages to keep an eye out on the gate fairly successfully. Like, Vons, you're pretty sure you have a tag on everyone who came through, but Erisene is like, you know, I will remember the faces of who was talking to each other level of stakeout right now. And as you keep a watch out, uh, Corpa does not appear within the groups that are shifting and changing the guard. The entire guard change, shift change, uh, finishes, and there is no sign of her. Hmm. And on that mystery, we will end the episode. Because <laughs> it's 8.30. <laughs> Primary attribute has been imagined and brought to life by the people you've heard. For more information about the podcast, check out our website, primaryattribute.com. Questions, comments, feedback? Email us at letters at primaryattribute.com. If you would like to follow us on social media, you can find us at facebook.com slash primaryattributepod or on Twitter at primeattribute or at primaryattribute.tumblr.com for every one of our dankest memes. Castles and Crusades is published by Troll Lord Games. Our theme music was composed by Aaron. Thanks, Aaron! Our logo was designed by Adam. Great job, Adam! Editing this week by Aaron. Thanks again, Aaron! We hope you... Listen again next time to Primary Attribute. siren again you do have to have a fucking siren those help yeah boy that's a lot on tonight <sighs> little tiny bartholomew siren hey uh hey west seattle stop burning down or having medical stop emergencies it. or so both i feel like i'm don't hearing do voices of those, outside of my uh balcony i don't suppose anybody else is picking this up no mm-hmm. no okay. um distracted siren seattle west seattle please seriously Stop catching on fire, you guys. It's not even our fire station either. <laughs> That's like an ambulance or yeah. police or something. Okay. Huh. Um, that West Seattle blog knows what's going on. Probably.